Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, let's drill down on it. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636. Tonight, this weekend, going forward, if you're secluded, uh, you can always have it delivered. Or you can go for pickup. Pickup or delivery only through their Pizzaville app or at pizzaville.ca uh, because you're not sitting down in the restaurant. But they give every assurance that the product is handled with the utmost care. It's in a sealed box, comes out of a piping hot oven at 575 degrees. Ouch. Pizzaville, there's good eating. Uh, let's get down to our panel. It's one of those who, uh, I guess, is reduced in number. Uh, as we've been saying all week on the phone today, uh, we've got Michael Giles joining us. He's been in government 30 years, currently chief of staff to Deputy Mayor Anna Bailao. Michael, how are you holding up? I'm holding up pretty good so far. Very quiet. <laughs> all right. You're working very, hard, but are, very quiet. All right. Are you working from home? Yes, I am. All right. Uh, in the interests of the uh, Deputy Mayor Anna Bailao. The Reverend Dr. Sherry DeNova with us, Minister at Trinity St. Paul Center for Faith, Justice, and the Arts, and a former NDP MPP for Parkdale Hyde Park. Hello, Sherry. Hello, John. Uh, how are you, is the question. Yeah, I'm doing great. Good, uh, good. <laughs> I, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, I may be asymptomatic. Who knows? I mean, you know, I've wondered about that. Look, uh, when we have this testing that's been going on, and I think 55,000 Canadians so far have been tested, uh, they're talking about, about 3,000 on a weekly basis in Ontario, looking to get it up to, is it Ontario or I guess it's Canada, get it up to 5,000 uh, in uh, a week next week. So uh, they want to really push the numbers forward. Uh, obviously, it's going to apply to people who are symptomatic at first. Wouldn't you want to know, though, if you're asymptomatic, just for the sake of clarity, and if you could, you know, uh, put yourself in further isolation? Because if you're asymptomatic, you could still spread it. I know we don't uh, prioritize asymptomatic people right now, but wouldn't you want to get to that position, Sherry? Well, I, I think we can all just sort of assume, and the, the safe assumption is that we are all asymptomatic but carriers, unless we have symptoms. The problem is if everybody starts lining up for a test, you know, our, our healthcare frontline workers are already getting overwhelmed. Um, and, you know, I think there was a report that came out today that there's about, like, in 37 days, even at the rate we're going, they'll be seriously overwhelmed. They're calling people out of retirement already. So you don't want to be lining up for first of all, to get a test if you don't really need one. But you do want to practice, uh, you know, social, well, I, I don't like social distancing. I'm going to call it spacing. But anyway, we, we should, you know, space ourselves. We should be washing our hands, not touching our face, doing all of those things, staying at home if we possibly can. Um, and we should do that already. So we should already be changing our behaviors drastically. And that's what's going to help with this. All right. Uh, Michael, did you want to weigh in? Because, I mean, if you are asymptomatic at some point, I know there's stresses on the health system and our limited resources. But if we do sort of come through it and have more tests available, uh, 
Wouldn't you want to know at least? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, I think we'd all like to know in, in terms of uh, tests. But I know one of the challenges I, I saw the other day in the United States where they have, you know, the drive-through test. And there was, it was something absolutely I thought I would never see. You know, it was like six-hour lines of vehicles lined up to uh, be tested through these drive-through centers where something like 90-something, 97% of those who tested came back negative. And you can't, you just have to wonder, like, what, uh, uh, you know, in a way, if there is, you know, a limited number of these kits that are being produced, what a terrible waste when you have, you know, 97% of the people testing negative sitting in vehicles for hours. So I think, you know, listen, this is an unprecedented uh, event in, in our lifetime. We haven't seen anything like this since, you know, the uh, global pandemic and, and uh, the first world war. So yeah, there, there's going to be stresses and strains, but you know we just have to trust our healthcare professionals and those who guide us to do the right thing. And and uh, you know in terms of testing, we, hopefully you know we'll get, uh, we'll ramp this up, and that's what we're intending to do. And we'll test the people that need to be tested, and others, as Sherry says, need to stay home, do the things they need to do, and and you know we'll get through this. Yeah, but you see places like New York, New York State right now. Uh, I guess that's the most extreme example on the. North American continent, where you have people who have been infected. In fact, they say that uh, roughly, I guess, 40 percent of all infections in North America are in New York State, and 70 percent of that 40 is in New York City itself. That's why Governor Cuomo is taking these extreme measures. Then you saw his counterpart in California, Gavin Newsom, uh, mention as much yesterday with shelter-in-place ordinances. Can you see us going that same route? Do you think it might be advisable that uh, mandates everyone to work from home? I'm talking about everyone working from home. And uh, also, I guess, sheltering in place means unless it's an essential thing that you got to be out and about, uh, you know, movement is going to be restricted, even legally. Well, I think there's a potential that we could we could end up at that. We could. We're not there now. Um, but, you know, as like, you know, I, I, we do, I deal with these the people in the emergency operations center every day. Every day they're assessing, like almost every hour they're assessing everything that's going on. And if that decision needs to be taken, it'll be taken. We're not there right now. Uh, you, you know, you look at the New York State, you look at California, you know, the numbers were spiking very high. And, uh, you know, we, we've had our numbers starting to go up now. And, and you know, I guess the, the reality is we will do what we need to do. I don't feel we're at that stage right now. And, uh you know the implications of that. Obviously, taking that step are very significant. But you know the 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 prime minister himself has said when asked about this, the premier has answered and said the same thing. You know, if necessary, we will do whatever is necessary. And and that's I think the message that people need to listen to as well. If we can avoid that, if we start following the directions and doing the things we're supposed to do, and and you know, let's get through this and you know and have this thing so we don't have a massive spike and let's just get through it. Yeah, but the spike is still coming, according to uh, you know the epidemiologist. It's inevitable that it does until maybe we can flatten the curve. So uh, we ought to be prepared for a little more shock next week and perhaps even the week after. Uh, So then do we react to that or do we get proactive, Sherry? Well, I I think we do get proactive, um, certainly in my situation with, and and anybody who's in a similar situation, um, who's, you know, looking after, in some sense, uh, a lot of seniors. Um, You know, most seniors, I think, if they don't have to go out, they shouldn't go out. Um, Obviously, people who work even in food stores are becoming essential workers these days. So there are essential services all over the place that need to keep going. But um, if you're in one of the high-risk groups, um, uh, you know, in Italy, one in five of those who are 
seniors now are dying um, that have been that have COVID-19. So, you know, this is serious stuff. And um, it's certainly long-term care homes, retirement homes, um, all of these places right now are, are shuddering already. They're not allowing people in. Um, uh, so, you know, I think that that's that's a warning. It's, you know, not to panic, but to uh, obviously be sensible people with compromised immune systems. And, and, the, and the problem is that, you know, if you're younger um, and children are, are carriers, we know this. So, again, um, keeping your distance, doing the sensible thing, um, working from home if at all possible, all of these things should be practiced right now, it seems to me. And the other thing that kind of ticked me off a little bit, I, I, saw, I got something from Ontario Health that said, you know, no gatherings over 50. Well, I think that's problematic messaging. Like, who's having a party with 50 people these days? I mean, you know, I, I really think that the, re, the reality is and what we're doing at our church is we're saying no gatherings over about four or five people. We're going to have our online service on Sunday morning, but there'll be minimal people at the front of the church, the person who's going to be filming it, you know, a reader, the musician, myself, etc. This, this is, I think, what we have to start modeling for everything. Um, and I know you're doing that, of course. So this, this really is the new reality. Well, it's interesting because uh, you obviously have gotten the memo, but there are some who haven't. I was talking about this earlier today where uh, there was a long lineup outside EB Games on Young Street downtown because people wanted to get their hands on these hot new video games, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and Doom. And so uh, they went there. The store was open. The premier was livid about that. Uh, He said, uh, you know, this is counterproductive because people are isolating themselves now, social distancing and all the rest. And yet you've got this lineup outside a store. Uh, The store should have known better than to be open. Is it time again to impose certain draconian measures, penalties even, Michael, on people who uh, maybe are flouting? What are the recommendations from the health authorities? Well, I mean, the, the, the point will come if this kind of stuff continues where we will have no choice but to do that. I mean, it is, it is you know, I, and I, I understand, you know, a lot of the younger people, I guess, picking up video games, nothing's wilder than youth. You know, no one ever thinks they're going to get sick. But the reality is you can make other people sick. And so, you know, this is not acceptable. I mean, I've seen it on the TV. We've all seen it line up right down the street. This is about a video game. You know, it's, it's absolutely inconceivable. That, and, you know, and frankly, I'm not sure if, if it's not a responsibility of the store owners or the producers of this game that they should be making it very clear that, you know, okay, this is not available from a store. It'll be available only online. I don't, you know, for a generation that essentially lives online, uh, I don't see why they could not have had this set up so that literally if you want this game ordered online, get it delivered to your house and the store shouldn't be open. So, yeah, if they, you know, people get reckless and things like this happen. That's where, where you end up having to do for them that, you know, things that they're not willing to do for themselves in the interest of the greater good. The Reverend Sherry DeNovo, Michael Giles, it's the panel. Topics worthy of discussion for Pittsville, dial pound 3636. We'll come back. Interesting reversal of policy by the Prime Minister earlier today. On that matter and more in moments on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.